Hello and welcome to the NicheSiteTools.com podcast where we share experiences, tips, and tools to help everyone achieve a greater level of success with their online adventures. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 80 of the NicheSiteTools.com podcast. So glad to have you here. In today's episode, we're going to compare four of the most popular email programs to help you create your news list, send out emails to your customers. And we're going to be talking about MailChimp, AWeber, Constant Contact, and ConvertKit. And that last one is actually a last-minute addition because I had misread an email from a subscriber when I reached out to new subscribers. I asked if there was any topics they wanted to see covered like I usually do. And Susan had responded and gave me a lot of great information and said she wanted to compare AWeber, MailChimp, and ConvertKit. And I read that as constant contact for some reason. So when I was doing research this whole past week, I was researching AWeber, MailChimp, and Constant Contact, not ConvertKit. And just to get make sure I had her name right, right before I'm recording this episode, clicked over and it said ConvertKit, not Constant Contact. So you're going to get a little bit of a bonus this week. I'm going to review AWeber, MailChimp, and Constant Contact. And then I'm going to click over and give you some information that I found online also about ConvertKit. So we're going to get some information about all four services. And I actually learned a bunch as well. So some things that previously were true are no longer true. Some things have been updated as far as those services go which is great information to have, and I'm looking forward to bringing you that information very shortly. But before we do that, I want to quickly thank 14 new email subscribers over these last two weeks, and two of them left their names, Jose and Bob. Thank you guys so much for subscribing over at nichesitetools.com forward slash subscribe. If you do that, you'll instantly get my keyword brainstorming guide to give you ideas on what to write about. And additionally, you'll also get my seven simple SEO tips guide, which will give you the most important things to focus on when creating content. It'll only take a minute or two to make sure that your content is optimized for SEO so that you can get the most traffic out of every piece of content that you put out there. So again, thank you guys so much for subscribing. And with that, we're going to go ahead and get right into the content for this week. And like I said, in this week's episode, we're going to talk all about AWeber, MailChimp, Constant Contact, and also ConvertKit. And those are the primary, several of the primary tools out there that you can use to get your email list going, to send out autoresponder emails to your customers, and just to stay in contact and build that ever so important email list, which is the greatest asset you can have when you create your website. You can keep those contacts no matter what happens to your website. If your website goes down, you always have a way to contact your customers, especially if it's an extended outage, or if you need to get the word out there, you got some some promotions that are running that are special promotions that are limited in time. And this past week, I emailed my subscribers to let them know that there's a proven Amazon course that I promote over at nichesitetools.com forward slash PAC. And that is about to go up. It's currently $299 and it's going up to $349 on the 23rd of August. And that's a training program that teaches you how to sell on Amazon. And 
and I wanted to make sure I got the word out. It was going up in seven days. I had just received that information from the company, and they said to make sure you pass it along in case anybody's interested in that product. Make sure they get it at the cheaper rate. So that's a perfect opportunity to email my list. I don't do it all that often. Generally speaking, it's usually going to be my newsletter, which is just when new blog posts go live. It automatically sends out an email to my subscriber so that you know there's a new podcast episode, there's a new post out there, that sort of thing. But it's absolutely essential that you create that email list from the start. You know, if you've listened to other podcasters out there like Pat Flynn, you probably know that that's one of his regrets that he didn't create his email address from email list from the start. And I didn't either. It wasn't until later that I heard that episode from Pat and understood the importance of building that list. So it took me probably a year into it, just like it did Pat or possibly a little longer in his case, to get started with that email list. And it's so important that you not only put something out there on your site that says, hey, subscribe to my list for a particular reason. You need to give somebody a reason to opt in. They're generally speaking not going to just subscribe if it says subscribe to my newsletter. Most people these days really don't want to subscribe specifically just to another newsletter just to receive more emails because they already get so many as it is. So you really want to provide them with an incentive and something that's going to help them in your particular niche. So for example, at the beginning of the show, when I mentioned that new subscribers to my list will receive a keyword brainstorming guide, basically that gives you ideas on what to write about. That's a common thing that we run into when we're blogging. We run out of things to write about or we have writer's block and we're always looking for new topics to write about. So that's something I put together for in my keyword brainstorming guide. In addition to that, I know something that a lot of folks struggle with is what is SEO? What do I focus focus on when it comes to SEO for my blog and how do I go about doing that. So basically I put together my seven simple SEO tips. It's in one or two minutes every time you do a post. Concentrate on these few things and you're going to be able to get your content to rank over time. So I put together those two guides that are relevant in my niche, something that people would have as a particular pain point and hopefully it's something that would cause you to want to go ahead and subscribe. Hopefully it's helpful to you. It's a useful guide. I put a lot of time and effort into them and my hope of course, is that they're great guides and they would entice you to want to subscribe to my list and become part of the community. So you absolutely need something like that that you can provide to someone that's going to add value so that they're going to want to subscribe to your email list. But that's not really what we're going to be talking about in this episode, but I did want to stress the importance of that. So make sure that is something you're focusing on, even if you're brand new or even if you haven't started a website yet. Be thinking about that in the back of your mind. When you launch your website and get a couple pieces of content out there, be thinking about and creating that lead magnet. All it has to be is a one or two page PDF guide. It can be more than that if you have some sort of ebook or something that you could provide to customers. Just make it sure short, make it brief and to the point. They don't want most likely a novel. So they're not going to want to receive a 200 page book on something or other just as a way to opt in. They're going to want something really quick, basically a quick win, something that you can tell your customers or potential customers that can give them a quick win. And once you have that and you're ready to collect those email opt-ins, basically what you're going to need is an email service provider that's going to be able to collect those emails via opt-in form. So once somebody comes to your website, clicks on your opt-in 
opt-in form or wherever it is in the sidebar at the top of your site, a pop-up box, whatever that case may be, you're going to need something on the back end to collect those emails, to put them in a list, sort them, do whatever you need to do with them, but then also communicate with them. So whether it's in the form of a welcome email, whether it's in the form of an autoresponder series, whatever the reason is, you're going to need that email service provider in the background. And some of the main ones are AWeber, MailChimp, Constant Contact, and recently ConvertKit. It's a relatively newer one as opposed to the other three. So I'm going to basically talk about AWeber, MailChimp, and Constant Contact for the most part initially and compare those three. And then I'm going to add in ConvertKit at the end. So let me click over. I have some information here that I'm working on for the post. And basically what I'm going to do first is compare some prices and talk about that because of course when you're just starting out especially you may be on a limited budget and you don't have a lot of money up front. So the good part is there's probably going to be a free option for many of you out there and or there's going to be a free trial that'll get you started and get things going for you. So let's compare them real quick. So I'm going to start with MailChimp because that's the least expensive at least early on especially if you're going for the free version. Then I'll go into AWeber and then we'll talk about Constant Contact and I'll compare the three for you as I go. So basically what MailChimp provides is a free version for up to 2,000 subscribers and you can send up to 12,000 emails per month. So let's say for example you have the maximum amount. So let's say you have 2,000 email subscribers you would be able to send them six emails per month to the entire list. So that's really great. Something most of you probably aren't going to be sending that many emails. And certainly early on, you're not going to have 2,000 email subscribers. I am several years into it, and I still don't have a 1,000 email subscribers in my list. So depending on how you go about building it, I'm building it very slowly over time through the lead magnet that I provide. I haven't had any email campaigns, for example, where I'm doing Facebook ads ads or anything else in particular to build that email list quickly. It just happens over time. I get several per week. In the last two weeks, I got 14. So it's an average of maybe one per day. Sometimes that's more if I get more traffic for particular posts, and sometimes it's a lot less. So maybe it's one per week. So it really varies for me. But if you're building that email list slowly over time and you're 100% of your focus isn't on building that list immediately and as quickly as possible, most likely it's going to take a long time to build up your email list to where it gets to the point where you have 2,000 subscribers. So the good thing is that if you're interested in keeping those costs as low as possible, MailChimp provides that free option, which I'm still using today. After several years of doing this, I've probably built my list, started to build that email list in the last two years, and I still haven't had to pay a single penny for MailChimp so far. But let me go a step further and explain what I use MailChimp for. So when somebody gets added to my list, they'll get an email that says, please click here to confirm that you want to be added to my list. So that's called a double opt-in. Usually people that double opt-in, they are better subscribers in your list. They went through that extra step. They really wanted to make sure that they confirm that they want to be added to your list. So they're a better customer in the long run. And they say, 
in most cases, you want to make sure that you use that double opt-in. And I do that, and then after that, what people get is a welcome email, which is automated through MailChimp. And basically, what they'll get is an email that says, welcome to my list. Here's your two guides. Here's your keyword brainstorming guide, as well as my seven simple SEO tips. There'll be links to those particular pieces of content. They'll be able to download them immediately. They'll get that as soon as they confirm their email address. And I do nothing in regards to that. So that's 100% automated. If somebody subscribes to my list at three in the morning, they will instantly get that guide. And that's why I say that in the podcast, you'll instantly get that keyword brainstorming guide as soon as you confirm your opt-in. So that's something that's really important to me. And I think that's something that would be important to you. You don't want to have to do some manual steps every time somebody subscribes. If they subscribe to your list because of an opt-in that you have and because of a lead magnet, they're most likely going to want to get that right away because they like the idea, they're working on something and they want to get that guide to help them get through a particular pain point or something. So they want that instant gratification. So if you have something set up manually where every time somebody subscribes, the next day when you wake up, you have to go out there, email them something or attach something to an email and send it to them, you may lose them. They may not be interested anymore. They may unsubscribe if they haven't gotten that piece of content in 15 minutes or so. You never know. So you want to give them up front that instant gratification that, hey, you went through the effort to sign up for my list. Here's what I promised and here it is right away. And that's something that all of the providers are going to give you the ability to do, which is a welcome email. However, what most people suggest and Pat Flynn and everybody else is that you create an autoresponder series. And basically when somebody signs up to your list, they can still get that welcome email with the PDF guides or whatever you're providing to your customers. But they say to take it a step further and build that autoresponder series, which is basically a series of emails that somebody's going to receive over time. So maybe once somebody subscribes, they'll get that initial welcome email, and then you'll schedule an email to go out to them every week for seven weeks to give them steps on how to do something, how to create your website or how to install WordPress or whatever the guide, whatever the seven-step series you're going to provide for your customers is, that's called an autoresponder. And if you are going to use an autoresponder, which I don't actually, if you are going to do that, then MailChimp will incur a fee. So if you're going to use that autoresponder, you will have to pay for MailChimp for that feature. And because that's such a common feature that most people recommend that you set up, if you are going to do that from the start, just be aware that you will have to use the paid version of MailChimp to do that. However, it's not a requirement. And maybe when you're just starting out, you're not going to have that autoresponder series. Maybe you're not comfortable on what you're going to put in the wording for that. Maybe sometime down the road, you're going to outsource the creation of those autoresponder series to someone, and then you're going to pay for that down the road. Maybe it's something that you're going to do after the first six months once you're constant content starts to rank more. That all makes sense. So if you're thinking about starting out without an autoresponder series, I would definitely point you to MailChimp for that free service. However, if you are going to be using an autoresponder series from the start, and I definitely don't discourage you from doing that, I think that is definitely a good idea and you can get potentially many more sales and convert your email subscribers, get them used to getting emails and clicking. It's definitely a good thing to have if that's something you're interested in doing. And if you are going to be doing that autoresponder series, the three different products, at least MailChimp, Aweber, and Constant Contacts, 
they're going to be a lot more similar because then you're getting into the paid version and the prices are relatively similar. We'll go through that really quickly. Of course, this is going to be relevant at this particular point in time. A lot of the research I did that was within the last couple of months, even since then on some of the posts that I read and things like that to get some comparisons, even since then some of the prices have changed a dollar or so here and there. So this don't hold this particular part as far as pricing goes as gospel. It's going to be relevant right now when the podcast episode goes out, but it may not be valid once you listen to this episode. But just it's just something to keep in mind. It's good for comparison's sake to see what the differences in prices are now. It's probably going to stay relatively the same, but you never know. Prices may change, so definitely you're going to want to click through. Check out MailChimp, check out AWeber, check out Constant Contact, and check out ConvertKit's website and see what their latest pricing is. But as of this particular point in time, like I mentioned, if you're going to have the autoresponder series, and we'll just assume that for this particular price comparison, basically there's a bunch of different tiers, and it all depends on how many email subscribers you have in your list, how much this is going to be. So if I click over to my price chart here, basically for zero to 500 subscribers, so up to 500 subscribers, MailChimp is $10 a month, Aweber is $19 a month, and Constant Contact is $20 a month. So basically Aweber and Constant Contact are pretty much the same at the up to 500 subscriber rate, and MailChimp is half the price for $10 a month. And by the way, MailChimp has that unlimited free setup where you up to 2,000 subscribers and 12,000 emails per month. It's absolutely free. There's no time limit. Aweber has a free 30-day trial where you can give it a shot, kick the tires, and see how you like it. And Constant Contact has a 60-day free trial for up to 100 subscribers so that once you hit that 100 subscribers or 60 days, you will be in one of their paid programs. But each of them does have some sort of free trial. ConvertKit does not have a free trial. They have a lot more features than just a standard email service. So most likely you're going to end up paying some more money and there's no free trial. But we'll get to that a little bit later. But like I said, up to 500 subscribers for MailChimp, it's $10 a month if you're going to be using that autoresponder. Aweber has $19 per month for up to 500 and Constant Contact is 20 Once you get in the higher ranges, I'll quickly go through four different price ranges. So from 501 subscribers to 2,500, it ranges for MailChimp. So it's $15 to $30 on the high end. Aweber is $29 for that and Constant Contact is $40 for that. From the 2,501 to 5,000 subscribers, it's $35 to $50 per month for MailChimp, $49 for Aweber, and $60 for Constant Contacts. For 5,000 to 10,000 subscribers, it's $55 to $75 through MailChimp, $69 for Aweber, and $90 for Constant Contact. And for 10,000 to 25,000, it starts at $80 with MailChimp up to 150. Aweber is 149 for anywhere in that range. In Constant Contact, you have to call. In any of the ranges above 25,000, all of them recommend that you call 
to get the best pricing. So generally in the lower end of the range, MailChimp is cheaper than the other two. And then Constant Contact is clearly probably around $10 more expensive. And then as you get into the more subscribers, for instance, the 5,000 to the 10,000 range, it ends up being about $20 more than AWeber and about the same above and beyond MailChimp. So Constant Contact is definitely the most pricey of the three. And then AWeber and MailChimp vary depending on where you are in a particular range. So for the most part, on the lower end of the scale, MailChimp is cheaper. But basically, it's a wash as far as if you're just referring to specific numbers of subscribers and how much the cost is. It's probably going to be slightly cheaper for MailChimp on the lower end of the range. But as you get more contacts over time, that's probably going to even out. So it'll be a little bit cheaper for MailChimp initially, but once you get to a higher end of the range, it'll probably be a slightly more. So it's probably going to even out. So based strictly on numbers of email subscribers, there is not a huge difference between MailChimp and AWeber, assuming that you're using the autoresponder series and you have to pay but constant contact is definitely more than either of those two and there may be also some different ways you can get discounts by purchasing ahead of time so you could do monthly paid ahead of time and things like that so look into other discounts this isn't going to be really focused around pricing necessarily just know that if you are going to be using an autoresponder MailChimp and AWeber are very comparable and ConvertKit also has some options that are comparable as well However, there is one factor to keep in mind if you are considering AWeber, and that's different than any of the other ones. And the issue there is if you have people that are in your email list and they unsubscribe from your list, it's interesting to note that in AWeber, they are not automatically deleted from your email list. So they will remain a subscriber even though they've unsubscribed. So when it comes to subscriber counts that you're paying for, you actually have to manually go in there and remove those people that have unsubscribed and you can't just do that with one click. So you can't, for instance, select all of the people that have unsubscribed and delete them. So that's something you're going to want to keep in mind, especially when your email list gets larger. It's going to be difficult to keep up with that and keep up with your unsubscribers and clean that email list up. And the main issue there being the more people that you have in your list that are not removed, especially unsubscribed, the more you're going to be continuing to pay for that service. So when, for instance, any of the other service providers, when somebody unsubscribes from your list, they're gone. Their name no longer appears in there, and you're not going to have to pay for that person who has unsubscribed, which makes perfect sense. If somebody unsubscribed, they're not in your list anymore, why would you have to pay for them? So that's just one thing to note that's unique with AWeber. You will have to go in and manually clean those up to stay on top of your monthly bill rate. Otherwise, you're going to end up paying for people who have unsubscribed, and there's really obviously no reason you want to do that. And one other thing to note, I mentioned that I send out automatic emails anytime a new blog post goes out. That particular feature is called RSS to email, and basically once you give it your RSS feed in MailChimp or AWeber or whatever program you're using, basically it monitors that so that anytime a new blog post goes out, it's going to send an email with that blog post to your email list so you don't have to do anything. Anytime you publish a new piece of content, it automatically goes out and you can pause that. You have full control over that 
and it's a great feature to have. One thing to note is that Constant Contact does not have that feature as part of an automated feature. You can basically send emails to new customers by grabbing content from your feed, but that is a completely manual process that you would have to do anytime you want to send that information out. So that's just something to note. That is something that I rely on a lot. It may or may not be important for your mailing list or your particular niche, but that's something I was really interested in having and MailChimp and Aweber do have that, but Constant Contact does not have that in an automated fashion. And what I'll do now is go through a lot of the main features that each of them has, and I'll run down them for you real quick here, and so you can compare and contrast. So basically, what Constant Contact, MailChimp, and Aweber provide right out of the box is they give you a lot of templates for those emails that you want to send out to customers. So based strictly on number of templates, MailChimp is the least. They have 300 or more templates. Aweber has over 700, and Constant Contact's at last count has about 400 email templates. And that that's not to say that sheer number is the most important factor there. The Obviously, you'd want them to be great-looking templates, be easy to use, be easy to modify as you need. And from everything that I've read and in my own experience, the MailChimp templates are relatively easy to use. And from what I've read, they're probably the most easy to use out of the three. And Aweber has definitely the most templates to choose from, so you may see some options in there that you didn't have in the other platforms. But they're probably more difficult to use, more difficult to update, and that's just something to keep in mind. So certainly with at a minimum of 300 email templates in all of the packages, certainly you're going to have plenty of templates to choose from. And in general, I don't use the template feature a lot. I'll usually just use a single column template with regular basic text on there. And then if it goes out via RSS feed, anytime a new blog post goes out, it's going to have images automatically from the blog post that are going to automatically be in there and everything's taken care of. So I don't use the custom custom templates a whole lot or the advanced templates. So for me, 300 is plenty, probably way overkill. So the bottom line is all of the service providers provide plenty of templates. Aweber definitely has the most. So if that's something you need to know, that's something you want to be able to use. Aweber has the most templates as far as that goes. All of them allow you to customize the templates and to basically use a pre-existing template or code your own or make any changes that you need to. And with Constant Contact, you could actually pay them to create a template for you, but it's somewhere between four and $600 to do that. So obviously it's probably gonna be cost prohibitive. The next feature is surveys. Let's say you're interested in sending surveys out to your customers via email. Do they offer the option to do so with these different service providers? And yes, MailChimp does. They have free integration with SurveyMonkey, which is great. I'm sure you've seen SurveyMonkey surveys out there, and it's one of the more popular platforms out there. And they offer free integration with SurveyMonkey, which is great. Aweber does not have integration for surveys, and Constant Contact charges you $10 per month for that option. So just so you know, MailChimp free with SurveyMonkey integration, $10 for Constant 
contact and not an option with Aweber. And as far as image hosting goes, if you want to insert images and things into your email campaigns manually, it is free and unlimited on MailChimp, free and unlimited on Aweber, but with constant contact, you have to pay extra $5 per month for up to 50 megabytes of storage. As far as speed of delivery of those emails goes through MailChimp or Aweber, it's instant, so those emails will go out right away or as soon as you tell them to. And with constant contact, there's a 15 minute delay in when those emails will go out. So if that's something important to you, just want to note that feature as well. Another really important feature is being able to test those emails before you send them out, especially if you have large lists. So anytime I'm gonna send an email out, I'm gonna send it to somebody first, say, hey, can you just proofread this, make sure that everything is fine grammar and spelling wise, but also you wanna know what that email is gonna look like, depending on if the person is on a desktop version, a mobile version, how are they going to re receive that email, what's it going to look like, and all that information. So that's really important that you be able to test that. And all of them offer an in-app preview for desktops. So if you're on a desktop, you're about to send your campaign out, you can see what it's going to look like on desktop, and you can also send test emails out. So if you send yourself a test email, you can see what it looks like on your desktop. You could try it out via mobile and see how it's going to look, and that's very important. They all have that, but MailChimp actually takes it a step further, and right on their site, you can see what the mobile version is going to look like right through their MailChimp interface. So that's another added bonus that you have with MailChimp that you don't have with the others, and that's something that just may make things a little bit easier for you when you're sending your campaigns out. And another very important feature is being able to do reporting or being able to see from a glance how your email subscribers interact. So the more people that are in your list and the more time that passes and the more campaigns that you send out, the more useful information that you'll have in your dashboard for your particular service provider. So if I click over to MailChimp, for example, I can take a look at all my email lists that I have there for different websites. And my main list for niche site tools, it tells me as of right now, I have 380 subscribers and I have a 24.8% open rate, which is pretty good, I think. So if I click over to my email list there, I can see all the different subscribers in the list. And it's really cool what it shows you. It has a member rating that it automatically does and it gives them a certain number of stars. So I'm looking at a couple of people that initially subscribed to my list some of them have two stars, which probably means they don't open the emails very often. And then it goes all the way up to five stars that probably every time you send something out, those folks are the most engaged people on your site. So if you wanted to target something to your most engaged folks, or if you wanted to clean up your list to keep costs down and things like that, those are all things that are really important. It also tells you where they came from geographically, what country they're from, or at least when they signed up for your email list, where that person's IP address was. So it gives you some useful information that you can see in your dashboard, and that's all part built into the program, and each of them have that. But from what I've read, people say MailChimp is better as far as the, even in their free version than either Aweber or Constant Contact. So that's just something to keep in mind. So as far as features go, MailChimp and Aweber are pretty similar. Aweber has the edge as far as number of templates, email templates that they have. 
you're going to, it's not going to have the integration for surveys. So if that's something important to you, you're going to want to look at MailChimp with their free integration with SurveyMonkey and Constant Contact has a $10 additional cost to integrate with surveys. If you do want that instant sending of emails, you're probably going to want to go with MailChimp or Aweber as opposed to Constant Contact, which has a 15 minute delay. And also as far as being able to host images when you're sending images in emails like that, it's free and unlimited on both MailChimp and Aweber and you pay a little bit extra for constant contacts. So that'll wrap it up as far as features go. What I wanted to talk about next was support because that's so important, especially early on when you're creating that email list. If you have any issues with people not being able to subscribe properly, having problems setting up those opt-in forms, or you're having problems sending emails out for some reason and not hitting your customers or those emails aren't going out, support is definitely something you're going to want to have, especially early on right off the bat. And the good part is they all do do offer support even in the free version. So if you're using a free version like the free version of MailChimp, you do get support, but only for the first 30 days. But that's really important. I did use support when I signed up for the free account over two years ago. It still did have free email only support at that time. And I believe they were offering that free email support indefinitely at the time. But now they only offer that free email support for 30 days. But that's still a great way to test out their service. If you have any issues setting it up, make sure that when you do sign up for a service provider, you're ready to get that that list set up, get your opt-in forms, get everything going on your website right away. So that if you do want to give a free trial, a try on Aweber, Constant Contact, or MailChimp, make sure you get those support requests in during that introductory period. And that's a great time to test out the support, see how it is, see how responsive they are and how helpful they are with solving your problems. Because if you run into a problem during that introductory period and they're not able to help you or their support is unresponsive, it's it's probably going to continue to be that way. So you definitely want to test them out, see how it goes. And I can definitely tell you when I signed up and when I was setting up that welcome email and things like that, I did have a couple of queries that I asked about initially. I don't remember exactly what they were. It's been over two years, but they were really responsive via email. It was relatively quickly. It wasn't something that I needed to fix, you know, in the, in the next five minutes, but within a couple of hours, I generally had a solution and they were able to fix the issue every single Single time, so there wasn't anything outstanding that I wasn't able to resolve. But now that MailChimp only provides support for the first 30 days when you sign up, I would have to pay if I needed support. So luckily, I haven't needed any support over the last year and a half since I initially signed up. So everything is good. But in the event I do need support now, I would have to pay for that. But that makes sense. You know, certainly giving you a trial period where you can get some support and some help initially but not give you support if you're not a paying customer it makes perfect sense. That's no problem. I completely understand why they went that way, but just be aware that all of them do provide support during your trial period. And for MailChimp initially, that's just going to be for 30 days that you'll get that support, but your free setup can go on indefinitely until you hit that 2000 person limit. But as far as support options go, comparing the three services, MailChimp has email support and chat support 
support only. So they do not have phone support. So that's something to keep in mind. They definitely do a great job of giving you tutorials and they have a knowledge base and forum section that you can go out there and search for solutions to problems. And they definitely would prefer that you did self-service. So they got a lot of great tutorials, show you exactly how to do things. And I use a lot of them to set up the RSS to email, the automated welcome email campaign and things like that when I initially set things up. And Aweber and Constant Contact have that as well. So there's video tutorials and help online. And as far as MailChimp goes, you can then utilize either their email support or they do now have a live chat feature, which is relatively new. So that's really cool to see. But if you do like to be able to speak to someone in person over the phone, they do not have that option with MailChimp. So support, as far as MailChimp goes, is the more limited of the three. And then as far as Aweber and Constant Contact, they do offer support. Constant Contact offers support Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. And then on Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. On the weekends, they only provide email support. And then Aweber has a similar setup. They have an 800 number. They have a live chat feature as well. And their live customer support is available 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Saturday and Sunday. And Aweber is definitely known for their customer support since they have the phone support and they are there longer than any of the other two companies. So if you are someone that is very technically challenged, Aweber may be better for you because they provide the most extended coverage as far as hours goes and they do provide that phone support. But for the most part, if you generally can go to a website and follow a tutorial step-by-step, any of the companies are great. All of them provide some level of support. So as long as you're comfortable getting support via email or chat, MailChimp will be perfectly fine. Anytime I dealt with their support via email early on, they were very responsive and very helpful. It's not instantaneous because, of course, you have to wait an hour or so to get a response from them, possibly respond back to them, and then they have to respond back to you. So it's not as quick. So if you're looking for an immediate answer, that may not be the solution for you. So you may want to go to Aweber or Constant Contact if you crave that telephone talking to a person type of support. So that's just something to keep in mind. And one other quick mention feature-wise, A-B split testing is something that both MailChimp and Aweber have. That constant contacts, everything that I read, seems to be lacking a bit in A-B split testing. So if that is a feature you're looking to test different headlines or different uh, campaigns that you have as far as emails go, see which one gets more clicks, more things like that, more more, uh, analytics to track. A-B split testing is better in MailChimp and Aweber versus Constant Contact. So basically, given everything that I've mentioned so far with those particular three tools, basically MailChimp, Aweber, and Constant Contacts, if you're looking for definitely a free service that's going to give you the ability to send emails and do campaigns, RSS to emails, welcome emails, and things like that, and you're not going to use an autoresponder, 
100%, you definitely should check out MailChimp. See if it's something that you can use. See if it's easy enough for you to figure out. It's relatively easy to use, and it gets high marks across the board for the user interface, even above and beyond Aweber and Constant Contacts paid service. Keep in mind, I'm really not trying to steer you towards any particular service. I'm not giving you affiliate links in this podcast episode. So basically, I'm just trying to tell it like it is. If you don't need to pay for something, don't pay for it, basically, is what I'm saying. I haven't had to pay for MailChimp. However, please keep in mind, if you're going to be using an autoresponder, by all means, you can use any of these particular products. But if you're not going to use an autoresponder, definitely check out MailChimp. If you will definitely be using an autoresponder or if you need that additional level of support, eWeber do provide more support options as well as constant contacts as far as being able to contact folks over the phone. And at least on the weekend for constant contacts, you will have to go through email. But AWeber definitely has the best support as far as being able to reach a person. That's not necessarily saying they're going to be able to solve your problem every time or that their customer service is necessarily better. They just have more customer service options available for you in case you need it. So now I'd like to tell you a little bit more about ConvertKit. I stopped the episode and did some more research on that particular product and want to compare basically some of the things I've already told you about as far as cost per subscriber, some of the different features that they offer, and then basically provide a full summary at the end and kind of give my recommendation. All right, so I've had a chance to check out ConvertKit and get you some relevant features for that and compare with the other products we've already talked about. So when I first looked at them, it talked about pricing and in a lot of the comparisons, it was similar, but it's interesting. It varies. Like for instance, at the 1000 subscriber level, it's $15 for MailChimp and $29 for ConvertKit. So it's half price for MailChimp at the 1000 subscriber level or below. For 3000 subscribers, MailChimp is 50 and ConvertKit is 49. So at that one particular level, ConvertKit is $1 cheaper. For the 10,000 subscriber level, MailChimp is 75 and ConvertKit was 119. And for 25,000 subscribers, MailChimp is $150 and ConvertKit is 199. So with the exception of that one particular number at the 3,000 subscriber level, MailChimp is significantly cheaper at most of those particular levels. And it makes sense because ConvertKit has a lot more features. And some of the other features that ConvertKit has over the others is that it's mentioned that it's mostly easier to use when compared with MailChimp and Aweber. And ConvertKit has some more features like they help you set up landing pages for email opt-ins. And they also guide you through or help you set up different email campaigns as far as autoresponder series go perhaps email-based classes and things like that. There's a lot more features as far as that goes within ConvertKit. But there is a downside to ConvertKit because it's relatively new to the game. It's only been out there for a year or two. It doesn't have the integration that all of the other products would have. So obviously MailChimp and Aweber have been out there for as long as I know, probably at least 10 years. So they have all the integration you could possibly be looking for. A numerous amount of plugins that'll help you to do anything on your website that you need to do with either one of those. 
You may have a little bit more difficulty with ConvertKit, but hopefully over time that probably would get better, assuming they continue to keep development going, continue to expand, and continue to build on their existing products. So it is a more feature-oriented product, but with that comes some additional cost. And one other unique feature to ConvertKit that I had to go back and add this into the podcast, I almost forgot to mention it, is that ConvertKit only counts an email address one time. So if you have multiple lists with the same people and you know duplicate people in those lists, let's say you have five separate lists. So one is people interested in selling on Amazon. Another is people interested in selling on eBay. And sometimes those lists may have some of the same people on there. Let's say if you have a hundred people that are on both of those lists on most email providers, and that includes Aweber, MailChimp, and Constant Contact, each of those email addresses would count multiple times. So if you had, let's say you had five lists and all five lists were exactly the same. And let's say you had a hundred people in each of those lists. So you'd have 500 email addresses in those lists, but if they were all the same people and you had those same people on the list in ConvertKit, that would only count as 100 email addresses instead of 500 because essentially it counts people's unique email addresses as a subscriber and not the number of different lists that that one person is in. So it specifically counts unique email addresses when it figures out what you need to pay as far as the number of subscribers go. So if you do have multiple lists or you plan to segment people out into different sub lists and some of those people may be on multiple lists and you're going to have a lot of people in your list overall, it may make sense to check out ConvertKit in that aspect. So if you have several thousand people that maybe on multiple lists, that could certainly end up being cheaper on ConvertKit due to the way that they count email addresses versus all of the other providers that would count them as duplicate entries and it would count them multiple times and it would end up resulting in more cost. So if you're only planning to have one list or if you're going to have a different email list and you have multiple niche sites but those niches are completely different, then it's probably not going to be a big deal for you and that's the case for me. I have a couple of different email lists, but the niches are completely different and nobody is a duplicate email address in there. So it's they're going to be counted the same for me either way because the niches don't overlap and I don't have sub lists and I don't have multiple lists for the same site. So for me, it's a non-issue. For most people, it's probably a non-issue, but the larger your list goes or the more segmentation you want to do and have people into multiple sub lists, that may end up being an issue for you and you may be able to save some money with ConvertKit over the other options. So I just wanted to quickly mention that that's something unique. I want to make sure that I put that in there for you so you guys are aware of that. So hopefully that helps as well. And as far as support goes, they only offer email support. So they're probably lower on the scale as far as support goes. MailChimp offers email, but also live chat functionality as well. So as of right now, their support is probably on par with MailChimp, but a little bit less. So it's more feature-oriented. It's less in the way of support, but maybe possibly a little bit more hand-holding when it comes to setting up landing pages, creating your autoresponder, creating email-based courses, and things like that. 
So given all of the information that I have, I still would lean towards if you're going with the free route without an autoresponder, it's a no-brainer. Absolutely 100% use MailChimp. If you're going to be using an autoresponder series, I would recommend that you either utilize MailChimp or AWeber. Check out their pricing, see how many subscribers you plan to have, or check out the different pricing levels that are valid at the time you do the research, and just compare pricing. They're very similar. If you need some more hand-holding as far as phone support, AWeber definitely offers more in the way of phone support, so if you're used to that, that's what you're looking for. AWeber may be the better choice over MailChimp for that. But if you're comfortable with email support, comfortable with chat support, I think either one of those services is probably going to provide you exactly what you need to do. It's going to allow you to do autoresponder series, anything you can think of as far as RSS to email campaigns for new blog posts. And it's been out there for a long time. So most likely somebody's tried to do something you're looking to do and you can find free tutorials either on their own website or just on the internet in general. So you're going to be able to to find everything you need. However, if you're definitely into trying new products, maybe you're more into creating email courses, maybe you're more into having some additional features such as landing pages, and maybe support isn't of the utmost importance to you. In that case, if you don't mind spending a little bit more and being on the leading edge of new technology, you might want to check out ConvertKit. You will pay more, but over time, they're probably going to be adding more features in the longer it's out there, the more integration they'll start to have with uh, other tools, plugins, and things like that. And one thing to keep in mind as well, as far as importing existing lists, you can generally export and import lists from one program to another without much trouble. One thing that I was going to mention as far as AWeber goes was that previously they didn't have the ability to import an email list without requiring that all of your emails resubs all of your email subscribers re-opt into your list. So that was a huge hindrance and that was one of the reasons that I definitely chose MailChimp other than the obvious being that I was going to use the free version. But one other thing is that if I wanted to import a list from elsewhere, I couldn't do that on AWeber unless you were going to have them opt back in. But that is no longer the case, just so you know. That is no longer a requirement. As of a couple of months ago, I found out that is not an issue. So you can actually import via comma-separated value file, CSV file, or other methods to import that list. And it's pain-free. It doesn't require that they opt back in. So they all offer that feature that you can import your list without having customers re-opt back in, which is great. If you got people on your list, there's no reason you want to take the chance of them leaving your list by having them have to re-opt back in. Now, if you want to clean up your list, let's say you have 100,000 people in your list or something incredibly insane like that and you wanted to clean it up to cut down on your costs when you sign up for if you're going to switch from one company to another you could do that you could require that they re-opt back in or send an email to everybody on your list saying in order to keep you on my list please click this link here so that you'll be re-added to my list i know pat flynn recently did that to clean up his list so if you do have a huge list that's something you might want to do from time to time to keep your costs down if you are on a paid plan but for the most part, you're not going to want to cause friction for the people on your existing list, and you're going to want to keep those people on your list. So that's a great feature that you can import basically from any other 
product. You can export your list and then import it easily into one of these other products. So it's relatively easy to switch. Of course, you'd have to set up any new campaigns, any of your RSS to email campaigns or anything that you have recurring. You would, of course, have to set up again from scratch. So that's just something to keep in mind. But it is relatively easy to switch from one product to another. If you do find out down the road that something doesn't serve your needs, maybe the support wasn't everything you'd hoped it would be, and you're having a hard time, it's relatively easy to switch from one platform to another, so you're not necessarily locked in. But again, just in summary, especially if you're going to go with the free version, you're not going to use autoresponders. I would definitely recommend MailChimp. If you are looking for a basic autoresponder and you're able to follow online tutorials and things like that and want to keep your costs down, I would go with MailChimp or AWeber. Either one is probably fine. Since I'm most familiar with MailChimp, I personally would go with MailChimp even on the paid version since I've heard that it's easier to use and because that's obviously what I'm most used to. So if you're going to go with the cheaper paid, either MailChimp or AWeber for that. And if you do want more features as far as the ability to do landing pages or the ability to do email courses and you want some little bit more hand-holding and possibly some more features around that, you might want to check out ConvertKit. I would recommend that you definitely do some more research on that topic. I don't have a lot of experience with that. Just did some quick research right before recording this portion of the episode. So definitely something that's relatively newer might not have the integration that you're looking for with other plugins so it may be a little bit too bleeding edge for a lot of people out there but it might be something if you do like that if you like new technology like that and you like to help companies that are kind of starting out growing quickly that might be something you want to check into so hopefully this was helpful specifically for you Susan and anybody out there that's considering different email opt-in programs if you do want to go through my affiliate link you can go to nichesitetools.com forward slash MailChimp or forward slash AWeber just for those two products. I am not an affiliate for ConvertKit or Constant Contact, but if you did want to say thanks and go through one of my affiliate links, I greatly appreciate that ahead of time. But if not, that's cool too. And uh, I am also a MailChimp customer. So if you have any questions, I have a lot of tutorials on the website about how to set up that welcome email, how to send customers links as soon as they subscribe. So if you want to know how to do that, you can either type in MailChimp in the search bar in the right column on my website or reach out to me anytime, chris at nichesitetools.com. And I'd be glad to point you to some of the resources I have or some of the resources on the MailChimp site. And just help you out as best I can with anything that you might run into. Looking ahead to the calendar, I see that in two weeks it's going to be Labor Day. So most likely we're not going to have a podcast episode on that particular day. It'll probably be a week later. But I hope you have a fantastic upcoming couple weeks for anyone celebrating Labor Day here in the U.S. I hope you have a great Labor Day weekend. And we'll talk to you again in the next episode. Bye-bye now. 